0: Wake up, wake up, wake up, up, from Jerusalem, Israel. This is From the Midwest to the Middle East, the podcast that explores everything new in U.S. and Israeli economy. Here's your host, Philip Stein. I'm really pleased to be having this podcast today. First of all, this episode is brought to you by Philip Stein and Associates, the largest U.S. CPA firm in Israel, providing U.S. tax services to Israelis, Americans, corporations, startups, and anyone else needing them. As always, I have a special guest, but I'm particularly excited today to be interviewing, having my podcast with Yael Wisner-Levy, who is the Vice President of Communications of Lemonade, which is a very well-known name these days in the, in the press. It's a publicly traded digital insurance company powered by artificial intelligence and behavioral economics and driven by social good. We're gonna hear all about that in a few moments. Previously, Ayal was a speechwriter and communications consultant for political and business leaders, having written for heads of state, CEOs of multi-billion dollar corporations and NGOs. Prior to that, she worked as a journalist at various media outlets, including Haaretz and Israel's Channel 10 News. I'm sure Yale, you're glad not to be in London now during uh, COVID, <laughs> serving as channels yeah, channels correspondent to the UK. Yael also worked with the former Congressman Steve Israel uh, in DC, and she holds an MSc from the London School of Economics. Welcome, Yael.
1: Thank you, Philip. So good to be here with you.
0: All right, so let's get right into it. And you know, the 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 name is unusual, and that's what my first question is going to be around. Some of us some of us drink lemonade. For others, like my late grandmother, she had an embroidery that hung on her kitchen wall with the famous saying, when the world gives you lemons, make lemonade. So my first question is, how did you connect lemonade to insurance?
1: I'd love to see that uh, embroidery. That would would be great to, to have. But, you know... It's exactly that. Right. And we like to everyone to understand the saying lemonade or life as when life gives you lemons, make lemonade as they'd like to. Uh, But when you look at the traditional insurance industry, it's, you know, a massive trillion dollar global industry that has gone largely unchanged for centuries. You can compare it to other industries, you know, transportation, accommodation, the food and beverage industry. They've all gone digital. They've gone under fundamental transformations. And insurance, as you know it and as I know it, has kind of ignored every revolution since the industrial revolution. So on the one hand, it's been, you know, it's a massive market, but it's also been unspoiled by innovation. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, if you ask, you know, and the surveys have been done, but if you, even if you ask yourself, it's kind of perceived as this necessary evil uh, rather than the social good that it used to be that's pretty unfortunate, you know, insurance in its founding days uh, was founded on the basis of people coming together to help those with bad fortune. So like communities lending a hand to one another and that kind of insurance has lost its way. And today it's considered to be a very, you know, conflicted business. You know, they insure profits uh, every dollar on the for a dollar less that they pay a uh, customer claim. So they actually profit by not paying customer claims which is the very reason people come to insurance in the first place. Right. Cool. So when you take this understanding that you know insurance is A, unloved, B, unchanged, and, and C, has really gotten unspoiled by innovation in a global market that has been so massive, this was an opportunity to change the infrastructure and build a new system that would be delightful, be powered, as, I, as you said in your intro, by AI, by artificial intelligence. And it would be driven by the sense of social good. Would be have an unconflicted business model that let everybody win um, and make lemonade out of lemons.
0: That's a great answer and and very <laughs> insightful. Really, you're right. I I know there are, there aren't too many businesses around that really haven't changed, uh, if not in the last. Uh, Fifty years in the last ten or or five years, and uh, you're right. Uh, insurance really has been basically one and the same for a long, long time. So I'm I'm an avid consumer of U.S. sports, um, and I would say that I'm exposed several times daily to commercials from Geico, Progressive, State Farm, Liberty Mutual, and Farmers Insurance. <laughs> what what is behind these companies' constant bombardment of me wanting to switch to another insurance company using humorous marketing?
1: <laughs> So I can't speak too much for them because, uh, as you said in your intro, I did not come from the world of insurance. And and in fact, most of us uh, at Lemonade have not come from insurance. And and I think that's precisely that kind of -of out-of-the-box approach that led us to build Lemonade to, to what it is today. When we started off, you know, there were the people that said, you know, you're taking on an industry so massive that it's been around for so long. What is a tech company uh, with people that are not you know founders the founders are both uh tech uh, veterans but they're they're they knew nothing about insurance Daniel Schreiber and Shai Winninger who are really kind of successful uh veterans of the tech industry but as i said knew nothing about insurance and when they approached insurance they approached it from a a very outlier approach um looking at it as a as a problem that you know we need to solve on on a technological level but also on, on a societal level of building a, a business model that's unconflicted. Gary Kasparov at chess, Daniel likes to say, instead of, you know, playing him at chess and trying to win, why don't you challenge him to a new game? And maybe you, there you'll have better fortune. And, that, and that's what we're trying to do with Lemonade. These companies are massive. They have massive market uh, capture and, you know, they've been around, they've legacy that has, is also is a bless- blessing and it's also a curse. So it's obviously a blessing because, as you say, you watch these U.S. sports and these commercials come on and they spend, you know, millions and billions in marketing dollars uh, year after year trying to get, you know, at each other's uh, customers. But we're trying to challenge them to a new game. And some of this legacy that they have, I said it's a blessing and a curse. Well, it's a curse because some of these companies are almost too big to change right now. And even if they'd like to instill the kind of innovation that Lemonade is building from the ground up, it'll be very hard for them to do so. So just for like an example, Lemonade, to get a policy at Lemonade, we today sell renters, homeowners, pet health, and life insurance policies in the U.S. and um, we're also live in Europe, you have to open up your phone. You're, you'll be t- greeted by Maya, our conversational bot, who will ask you a couple of questions. And within 90 seconds, you'll have your insurance policy in your email inbox. Wow. You're covered. And you know, when you look at the traditional insurance companies, you either sit with your agent, you have to call them up, you have to fill out paperwork, you're not, your policy is not active until you've sent over some faxes and so forth. And we're kind of changing that whole thing from the beginning and and getting claims paid is is quite similar. Something bad has happened to you. your watch has been stolen from the subway. Your bag has been stolen. Uh, You open up your Lemonade app. You're greeted by Jim, our claims bot. Jim is a smart bot that gets smarter with each and every customer, uh, collecting data and understanding exactly how to perform claims analysis and payment even better. And Jim will ask you a couple of questions. We'll ask you to describe what happened. We'll ask you to film yourself. Um, describing exactly what happened, and if Jim deems that your claim is legitimate and is something that we can pay, we'll pay you instantly in three seconds. Wow. And so, this is something that you know the the geicos of this world and the State Farms and Liberty Mutual, sure, you know th- there's enough insurance market for everyone. As we said, you know the insurance is a massive market, but we're challenging them, challenging them to a game that. You know, they haven't yet dabbled in getting everything digital and being built on this digital substrate allows us to delight even more and more customers, gather data, make our machine much, much smarter and kind of go back to continue delighting customers in a way that um, really has put us at a different rank uh, with these um, traditional insurance companies. And I'm happy to say that Lemonade is, you know, ranked number one by customer review sites across the U.S. Um uh, precisely because of this customer centric approach uh you know it's easy it's fast it's instant, and we're not you're, we're not uh yet putting commercials on your u s sports game uh but we're playing a different game
0: so that that was my my next question is I have never <laughs> seen a commercial for lemonade mm-hmm. um how do How do people find you so
1: a lot of it is on you know Digital uh, marketing. So people that are scrolling through their Facebook and their YouTube and, and stuff like that. But a lot of it is word of mouth. When we first launched, we launched with renters and homeowners insurance in New York in September of 2016. That was our first product in our first state, and we didn't know what to expect. Uh, when you launch, you know, a new beverage or a new service, a food delivery service or, or whatever. You know, that's something that people are always going to want. They're going to always, you know, be open to looking for. But when you launch a new insurance company. It's not every day that someone wakes up and says, I need to go get a home insurance policy. And so we didn't know really what to expect and how we would be received, uh, but we knew that this industry was so massively unchanged that there was so much room to improve it. And in the US, many people, many young people, don't even have insurance. They think it is you know, uh, timely, uh, costly, and just a bureaucratic process that they, you know, they do their own cost-benefit analysis and decide, and they opt out. And especially in the renter's insurance market, we found that when we launched, the people that were getting Lemonade renter's insurance were people who had never had insurance before. So we were kind of opening up a new market that the DICOs and the state farms, as you said before, had largely ignored. Um, these were, you know, young renters, um, up to around 35 years old, who had never had insurance uh, before, and they were paying, you know, pretty inexpensive policies, five dollars a month for renters insurance. Yeah. And the Geico's and the State Farms, for them to get those kinds of customers, it would even be more expensive for them to run out and get them. But when you're built as Lemonade is, completely digitally, our bot Maya can sell insurance policies 24/7. On Saturdays, when you're laying on your couch, and on Mine at Starbucks, you can get insurance policy. And that lowers cost, creates an experience that is much more delightful than uh, calling your agent, and really letting us grow rapidly with customers who, who, at this point, never wanted to have insurance, but now realize it's, it's actually fun. And what surprised us when we launched in, in New York was we started seeing people take to social media to, to post about how fun it was to get insurance, which is something, you know, you'd never think anyone would ever Correct. want to do.
0: absolutely. <laughs> but but it's interesting, you started the, you know, as you were emphasizing about the renter market, would you say Lemonade is, is a company for millennials, meaning for young people just starting out, but as they mature, they then will transition to the more traditional insurance companies?
1: That Lemonade is a company for the underserved. You know, so as I said, around when we launched and until this day, the majority of our customers are first-time insurance buyers, meaning they never had a policy before, and Lemonade is solving that for them by you know removing any kind of friction or roadblocks that they had before with buying insurance, and so. On that level, I, I believe that a lot of the, our customers are millennials, are these this under 35, or equally also male, female, kind of over indexed for education, uh, people that enjoy getting stuff on their phone, just like they would order a car on their phone or a, a food delivery service. They want to get their insurance on their phone. But at the same time, Lemonade, which launched in September 2016, so in four years, we've actually added more products as we've gone because we're growing with our customers. And so mm-hmm. we, we get them when they're young, right? We get them when, when they are renters and they're living with a roommate in, in a city. But as they, you know, move out and move in with their significant other, and get married, buy a home, then they move to lemonade home insurance. And maybe before they have children, they have a dog. And so they get lemonade pet insurance. And then when they do start having children, they want to make sure that their family is safe. And so they start, uh, they get lemonade life insurance. And so what we have decided uh, from the very start is that Lemonade, it's, its company and its values and its products are going to grow as our customers grow, as they go through these predictable lifestyle event, life cycle events, um, and we'll grow with them. And we're actually, we believe are, are not losing customers to traditional companies because we are kind of fitting their needs and fulfilling their needs um, as they grow and get older. And go through these kind of very predictable life cycle events
0: it's so interesting because the the way you you deal with claims now you had mentioned before about it wasn't worth maybe for the big insurance to go after a five dollar a month premium on renters or something but to me it seems like the claim side seems to be the antithesis of the traditional insurance companies a lot of people i've had friends over the years who just say i'm not it's not worth it it's not worth the the hassle, I, I, I just don't have the strength for it. How are you able to pull that off so so easily pay claims?
1: It, it's twofold. The, the, the short answer is you know through technology and behavioral economics, and I'll explain. So in the beginning, we said that traditional insurance companies profit by not paying claims. Every dollar they pay out in claims is a dollar less for them in profit, and so they have really no incentive to pay your claims when right. something bad happens. We decided that you know that kind of system creates this vicious cycle of distrust. You as a, as a customer, as you said, your friends that don't want to even deal with the hassle understand that and they either opt out of getting insurance or uh, unfortunately, and these are people like you and I, embellish their claims. They know that, you know, If they're going to claim $1,000 and the insurance company is going to do everything in their possible uh, method not to pay those $1,000. And so, you know, good citizens are able or, you know, we find ourselves saying, okay, I'm going to take $1,500 because they're going to take my deductible and they're going to, you know, chase me down and I want to make sure um, I'm getting what I need. And that kind of, and the insurance companies, of course, know that and they raise our premiums and there's this cycle of distress that is never ending and it's really a vicious cycle. And so we decided we need to stop that. Uh, our behavioral economics research kind of shows that when you build a system that brings out the worst in people, uh, they'll, they'll behave that way. But if you build a system that actually encourages good behavior from people, they'll, they'll behave uh, much better. And so remedy is built differently. We have decided to remove any conflict of paying claims. And so we profit by taking a flat fee from your premium. Everything else is geared towards claim paying. And if there's money left over, and there certainly might be because we don't claim every year all, all the time, we ask you to choose a charity you'd like the premium to go to. And by that, we call that the Lemonade Giveback. And by that, we kind of um, introduce a new player into the room. It's no longer just the customer and the insurance company. It's the customer insurance company and a charity that they, that they choose. And so when you're now filing a claim and you're deciding how much you're going to file a claim for and you're debating if you should embellish that claim, you're not hurting us, the insurance company. We've already taken our flat fee. You're now hurting, um, you know, the the Red Cross or uh, the or UNICEF or one of the charities that you've decided to choose. And and, and that kind of brings up a different whole behavior in people uh they realize that you know we, we have no incentive not to pay your claims we have we are happy to that is money that is earmarked for that um and we encourage you to only claim when when needed that really we've seen kind of that kind of good behavior has changed in in the f- four years of uh lemonade's existence we've been able to give back uh over a million dollars um to charities chosen by our customers. And that kind of potential of that give back every year grows as our our community grows. So that's on the behavioral economics aspect. On the technological aspect, uh, you know, as I said, you can buy lemonade 24-7 from a bot and you can also claim 24-7 from a bot named Jim. Um, And that kind of technology doesn't mean that, you know, we have agents and phone lines and hold hold, uh, lines and so forth to to get your claim paid. Uh, Are you you're answering a few questions from from Jim or a claim spot. He asks you to upload any kind of documents, police report, let's say, um, and in about a third of the cases, Jim will uh, pay your claim, approve and pay your claim um, in three seconds. In the remaining cases, Jim will assign your claim to a human in our team that is specialized in this type of claim. So really triages. The types of claims that come in so that we can have you know really fast claim handling time and that's something that we kind of put as our number one goal to make sure that we're paying claims because that is why people get insurance in the first place
0: i see lemonade is what's called a certified b corporation mm-hmm. uh, which for my listeners means that you consider your business that your business should have a social environmental impact i personally am uh, a big fan many years ago, I, I heard the founder of Salesforce and, and they also have a, a, a give back philosophy, but it's right. interesting in, in, in the case of Salesforce, they take 1%, I think of their earnings and they give it back um, 1% of their employees time, which, which I've actually also done in my company, mm-hmm. but you're, you've actually empowered your customers mm-hmm. uh, to actualize your mission. Which is uh, I think t- sort of taking it to a, to a, even a higher level in terms of this you know what what you are this certified B Corp.
1: So the certified B Corp is is a, and a we're also a public benefit corporation, which means that it is in our legal mission to um, kind of consider the environmental and public good um, beyond just our our profits and our company. And it it puts us in good company with uh, with a lot of other uh, corporations and and companies that have this like double bottom line, you know, also a public and social good and also are a for profit. What we found is that you know when we embed it into our business model, it doesn't become this afterthought or this like corporate philanthropy uh, or social responsibility kind of afterthought of looking at our balance sheet and saying, okay, how much money can we give away to charity this year? But rather, as you say, empowering our customers to bring the charities into the relationship and say, okay, this is the this is the charity that I'd like to be supporting year over year with my insurance dollars. I'm going to make sure to be on you know my best behavior and, and hopefully good fortune so that these charities can get money should there be any money left over from the premiums. We don't think we're a better company than the next, but we feel that it's kind of a tighter hand so that we don't have the temptation not to pay claims. Mm-hmm. Um, it's something that really kind of makes all of us, the customer, the company, and the charity – in this trilateral uh, equal relationship rather than have this incentive to pay or not pay claims.
0: You mentioned before, basically, no one in your company came from the insurance industry. Right. (laughs) Young tech people. You're a young company. How has the transition been to becoming a public company in such a short period?
1: So... I'll just, uh, one small anecdote on, on no one coming from insurance. We uh, we do have, you know, obviously some really world-class insurance experts on board. And when uh, Daniel and Shai were looking, seeking out for those insurance experts, they put in the job description, we're looking for people that are going through a midlife crisis. And the reason they said it is because they, you know, it's the temptation to leave a traditional company with, that is overseeing, you know, hundreds of agents and, and sales and market share of, you know, that is humongous compared to a starting startup. We were looking for people that really realized that, that innovation was needed in this industry. And so we're lucky to have had uh, people join us from these uh, companies that, as, as we like to call them, that went through this midlife crisis and decided that um, they're going to trade in their corner office for a desk at, at a small WeWork where we started. But you're right. We did go public earlier um, than a lot of other tech companies. But when you, you know, look at the Amazons of this world and the Microsoft, they also went uh, public pretty early on. If you look at Amazon today versus where Amazon was um, when it first went public, it, it, the growth spurt that it went on and kind of became the Amazon that we know today uh, was actually almost enabled by its uh, entry into the public market. Um, and we believe that you know, our big growth spurt is, is just ahead. Great. Insurance is an is a interesting industry because it's so highly regulated. And so a lot of the companies in the private tech sector sometimes shy away from going public because of the rigorous kind of uh, regulation that it right, demands. Sure. And because from day one, we were kind of this very regulated, transparent company, we, we feel like we were almost ready for the public market uh, much earlier than uh, maybe other tech companies think they are.
0: So my podcast is called From the Midwest to the Middle East because I originally came from Chicago. (laughs) Um, I want to ask the question, will people living in Israel be able to purchase an insurance policy on Lemonade (laughs) in the near future?
1: Hopefully in the future. uh, We think that Lemonade is a global company, so it's not strictly American or strictly European. We think, you know, that the people, as I said, the underserved are are global citizens, you know, the people that want to get insurance on their phone. Uh, are everywhere. It's not something that you know just a 30 year old uh, New Yorker wants. Um, so yeah, we're, we're we're looking at expanding geographically and products as we grow.
0: Okay. So my last question, I always like to make it a little more personal. Can you tell us a little about yourself and how you you came to work at Lemonade, particularly in terms of the, your your background more in in journalism and PR.
1: Yeah, so I uh I had high hopes when I was younger to become something in foreign relations and I was doing a lot uh working in Congress and uh, in the field and, and as you said studied in London and I thought I was going to end up in the UN and I, who knows I may still uh go on that route but I actually uh met Daniel uh through uh, an, an investor And when I heard Daniel's idea for Lemonade, I was, I stopped short of my tracks. Um, It was something that I, you know, I'd never thought in a million years, had you asked me, you know, six years ago, if I would be working in insurance, I would have laughed. Um, And if you had told me that I'd be working there for five plus years, I I would have laughed even harder. Um, So I think coming to Lemonade and meeting Daniel and, and, and Shai and hearing the story and the mission, you know, The way Daniel and Shai presented Lemonade to me when I first came, uh, they had only raised their seed round from Aleph and Sequoia. It was an idea. There was no product yet. And I can say that the the vision that they had then is what we're doing today. And for me, that is an unbelievable uh, privilege to be part of this uh, incredible journey. I think Lemonade is a blueprint for how for-profit businesses can change the infrastructure of outdated industries. And do it with societal and environmental and uh, kind of the public good also at at the core of its uh, mission. And also use technology to improve things that, you know, you and I, maybe, as you said, uh, when life gives you lemons, make lemonade. This is like, the I think, the, the real cherry on top of how to use technology to create such a frustrating process into one that is really delightful and loved. Well, so it's been it's been fun
0: <laughs> well you, you you've done a great job in really explaining the name because really i think anyone who's listened to this podcast you really have made uh, something sweet out of something uh, that was sour for a lot of people dealing with uh, insurance uh, so first of all we wish you well personally in your success and the company which i think it sounds to me that uh, a lot of us will benefit from in, in, in the coming years and um, thank you for being on the show
1: thank you philip it was a pleasure
0: i hope you enjoyed our podcast feel free to visit us at www.pstein.com or look for philip stein and associates on facebook and linkedin